My name is Pastor Robert Chester. As you heard, I'm the pastor of Karen Connection here. And, and, and I want you guys to know that uh, Pastor Jason said, uh, hey, let's get Robert fired up. And, and, and I have to let you guys know that um, when I walked into this worship center, um, God put an excitement in my heart for what he has for you today. And a smile came on my face and it just, it wouldn't go away. Because God has something special for you today, not because of me, but because of him, because he loves you. And every time he gets a chance to speak through the words of man, he's like, oh man, I get a chance to love the ones that I love and speak into them and encourage them and maybe move them, not maybe, but his intention always is to move us to a new place. And so we expect that today, and, and we, 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 we just walk in agreement with that. And with that idea, let's, let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you all praise and glory. This is not about man. It's about you. Lord, I know when, when I get involved, I mess it up. And so, Lord, it is a privilege to step out of the way. Father, I pray that your words would be the only words that would be heard today. If there are words from man, I pray that you would erase them from our memory. But every word that you speak, I pray that it would be burned into our hearts and that we would be transformed by it. That is what your word does. It transforms us. So, Lord, we pray that. Holy Spirit, you have free reign in our hearts today. We know that you're here already, and we thank you. We thank you for your presence And we give you this time. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are in the Believe series, as you guys know, and it's been a great walk as we go through all these different things, knowing that we've got all these different churches doing it with us. Um, and I believe that, that that pleases the heart of God because in, in Jesus' prayer, I think in John 17, he says, he talks about unity. And he wants us to be one. And this is just one way that we can do that. But <clears throat> I, I, I have to tell you that we're getting a little bit out of order. Not out of order. We're in order here, right? But we're doing the, 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 the messages a little out of order. Um, just because Pastor Jason's away and there's some honor that he needs, uh, that he deserves, that only he can do. And he's going to do that with us next week. Um, and, and this week, um, we're, we're talking about sharing our faith. Okay, so nobody call Randy Frazee and say, hey, 1910 is going rogue, okay? Because we're not. We're, we're just honoring God, and, and I know that, that he won't mind a bit um, because he is in unity with us. So today, like I said, we're talking about sharing our faith. And, and <clears throat> I could come up and I could talk about all these different statistics about how Christians rarely share their faith. And I could tell you about all the people that exist in our world that, 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 that don't know Christ. I could talk to you about people groups that, that, that don't even know the name of Jesus. But you know, we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to talk about some things uh, probably that you've already heard before. But my prayer is that you will allow God to challenge your heart that you've known them before and maybe you just haven't done them. And, and, and Pastor Scott, he was with us over the weekend and, and uh, he's been incredible and he, he shared this one thing called, called 
uh, crossing the chicken line, right? Crossing the chicken line. And I have to say, well, it's talking about a step of faith. But I have to say, every time I heard crossing the chicken line, I kept thinking about a chicken crossing the road. And usually the chicken crossing the road doesn't, you know, doesn't end up well. But, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna redeem that and we're going to say this chicken is led by the Holy Spirit. And if the, the Holy Spirit leads that chicken across not just the line but across the road, he's going to make it. Amen? So there are some things that we know about that we haven't done that I believe God is calling us to take that chicken step, right? Chicken step and say, this scares me to death. I'm out of my comfort zone. I know I'm supposed to do it. I haven't done it before. And Lord, I am going to just trust you and take that step. I believe also that there's going to be things that we're going to talk about today that maybe you haven't heard about sharing your faith. Maybe it's a little, something a little bit new. And I pray that you would open your heart and allow the, the, the God's spirit to convince you of these things um, and say, that's not as hard as I thought. That sounds pretty simple. And really, our walk with Christ is very rarely complex. Most of the time, it's pretty simple. But it's not easy. And it takes faith to walk in it. So, what does it mean to share our faith in Bernie, Texas? What does it mean for us to share our faith in Bernie, Texas? Well, number one, it means allowing God to influence our perception of the playing field. What's out there? What does it look like? And for those of you who have been around Bernie for very long, know the saying, the Bernie bubble. Right? We kind of live in this, uh, if if there was ever a modern day leave it to beaver world, um, it's It's us. I keep asking my wife to put on a pearls in a dress and be, you know, like vacuuming the floor when I get home. It hasn't gone over well. I'll just let you know that right now. Don't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. But we live in this little world that's kind of protected. There is some poverty here, but most of the time we are doing pretty well. Unlike some of these third world countries that maybe we visited or hear about, these third world countries where someone may get up and say, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family today. They may wake up and their child is sick and they may know that there is not a doctor within 300 miles and they don't know if their child is going to survive or not. And for them, in a strange, ironic way, they are blessed with faith because they know that they can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They need something outside of themselves to do that thing that they can never do on their own. Here in Bernie, it's not like that. That's why I believe that in these third world countries where there is so much need, when someone speaks about the hope of Christ thousands come to know him because we don't have to convince them that there is that need out there for God. Here, it's not quite the same. Pastor Jason calls it uh, affluenza. We have the sickness of affluenza. We live in a very affluent society. 
And what's pretty interesting and a little bit scary, Jesus talks to a church, a community, that I think may be somewhat like us in some ways. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 17, and it's the next verse after the scathing comments of, you're neither hot or cold and I want to spew you out of my mouth. Everybody's heard that. But this one says this, and this is kind of a quote from the church at Laodicea, and and they say, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I believe if we are to share our faith in Bernie, Texas, we got to do things a little bit differently. We've got to do something to be able to bring this knowledge, this revelation that we aren't self-sufficient, that we don't have everything. And I believe the only way that we can really do that is to bring that thing that they don't have into their midst. For us to bring Jesus to Bernie, for us to rub shoulders with people that have it all together, but you know when they lay their head down at night in their nice house, that the mortgage is getting paid and there's plenty of food in the pantry, they know in their heart that something's missing. They know that this stuff isn't all it's cracked up to be and that there is an ache in their heart to fill a God-shaped void that nothing else can really fill. And I believe that's us. There was a, I know that, that, uh, that, that most of us watch TV and, and those of you who don't, I know you're more spiritual than me and that's okay. You're reading your Bible and yeah. Um, but this is the last year of American Idol and we used to watch American, I know I heard, oh, I, we used to watch American Idol. Now we watch the voice and it's kind of one of the things that our family does. And, and, and since this is the last year, we're like, okay, we're going to watch American Idol. And my favorite part is the beginning where, you know, people come up that think they can sing and, you know, mom has told them they're awesome and they're out there and they're like horrible. Um, is that wrong for me to enjoy that? Probably. That's a confession. Pray for me. But there was this one situation where when people come up, they kind of give you the little tagline of, you know, this is John Doe and this is what he does. And, and uh, this, this tagline was worship pastor. And this guy comes in to the, to the area where he auditions and, and, and he's got a smile on his face and, and praise the Lord, he, you know, he's got talent, you know. Mama wasn't lying. And one of the judges looks at him, Harry Connick Jr., and he's like, there's something different about you. There's some light in you. There's a freshness. There's this positivity in you. And at home, we're like, it's Jesus. Hello. Good night, dude. That's what the world needs. Because our community thinks it's got it all together. But when they see the real deal in us, they say, I want that. And these people that have everything from a worldly perspective, they hang out with 
the God in us that raised Christ from the dead, the one that spoke the universe into existence, that loves them more than they understand, God's going to draw them and they're going to say, there's light in you. What is that? And then you say, well, I'm glad you asked. I believe that God not only can do that, but will do that if we let him. So what does it mean to share faith in Bernie, Texas? It means allowing God to influence our motive. Allowing God to influence our motive. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, that's meant to talk about giving, but it's also meant to, get, to talk about everything else in our life with Christ. Guys, I guarantee you the enemy loves it when we start ticking off all these works that we have to do on a regular basis as a Christian. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta share Jesus with them because they're gonna go to hell. If I don't do it, no one's gonna do it and I gotta, I gotta do it right and, and I better not mess it up. And today as a man, I, I better be pure because you know what, uh, you know, this is a world that's full of all kinds of crazy stuff and as a man, I, I, gotta, I gotta be pure and today I gotta do it. I know I didn't do well yesterday. but t- And the enemy loves that. He loves that, that, that it's like the law. It's heaped on us. This yoke that we allow ourselves to put on ourselves, it's heavy. And it doesn't motivate us. It causes us to shrink back and hide and deny. But you know what? God never intended for his commands to be a heavy yoke on us. From the very beginning... They were things that were impossible for us. We can't do it. As a man, I can't be pure. It is impossible for me in my flesh. I cannot save anyone. But God says, I can do it. God says in Ephesians 3.20, he says this. Well, we say this about him, but he's saying this about us too. Just wait. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And we love to read that verse and talk about how awesome God is, right? He can do more things than we would ever even understand or imagine or think of. But we miss that last part. According to his power, that's at work where? Within us. The Bible says that if we have said yes to Christ, the power that raised Christ from the grave is alive in us. So you know what? I think, I think it's more like this instead of waking up in the morning going, oh, I got to check this one off and I got to check this one off and I got to have a, you know, a real devotion and I got to... I think God says this. I think he taps us on the shoulder if we're willing to listen and he says, hey, Rob, Are you ready to walk with me today? Are you ready for me to blow you away with just simply how much I love you? Are you willing to be married today and sit at my feet and let me pour into you all these things that I want you to know and hear? And then once I've done that, then then we're going to get up. And then I'm going to do these things in and through you that you would not imagine. 
because my power is at work within you. And it should be a privilege and not something that oppresses us. It's not a burden to carry, but a pleasure to participate in. And when we look at our lives like that and we say yes to God and we grab our daddy's hand, I guarantee you he's got a smile on his face and he is ready to go. So how do we share our faith in burning? We allow God to influence our motive, to help him to show us that it's not about us doing anything. It's about us hanging out with him. It doesn't start with us going out and doing it. It starts with us going to God and getting it. So how does it, what does it mean to share faith in burning? It means to allow God to influence our perspective. To influence our perspective. Now, I believe, this is my own opinion, and you can talk to me about it later, that's fine. I believe that all people exist on a spectrum of faith. I believe all of you, you math, you know, people, it's called, you know, like integers, you know, you got, you got the center point zero and you got negative going this way and positive going this way. You know, the further over this way you get, you know, like, whoo, Joe, it's kind of warm over here. That's far away from the Lord. You might want to move. And we go over here to where we can almost hear the angels in heaven. We all exist on this faith spectrum, wherever we may be. And I believe that God wants to influence the way we look at what it means to share our faith in Bernie or wherever. Our job isn't necessarily to take someone way over there where their you know, clothes smell like smoke, you know, all the way over and put them in the choir robe, right? I believe that on a day-to-day basis, more times than not, God wants to use us to bring someone from negative 29 to negative 28. It's not on us. We're just part of the equation, And it's up to us to allow God to use us in whatever way he wants to, to put people in an environment to move them towards him. And you know what? It may not mean us even uttering the word Jesus at all. It may mean simply that we come up to, we'll call her Jane at H-E-B. She's boop, boop, checking us out. And you know, we may just smile. We may just look at her name tag and say, Hi, Jane. How are you today? What we don't realize that when we are walking in that, when we realize that could be our purpose there, the Holy Spirit through us is loving on Jane. The Holy Spirit is working in ways that we don't understand because... This child of God, that child of God is 100% surrendered to him to say, Lord, whatever you want to do. I know a trip to H-E-B isn't just a trip to H-E-B. You want to change somebody's eternity. What? Yes. 
Luke 24, 32 says this. And it's, a, it's, a, it's the story of, of the, the, walk, the, the walk to Emmaus. When, when these two guys are hanging out and Jesus was raised from the grave. And, and uh, God has a sense of humor. I, I just, I know it. But this is one of those times when I know it's just like, here it is. I think, I think you know, the Trinity's like, hey, guys, watch this. And Jesus hangs out with these guys. And I don't know how long he spends with them, but he walks a long distance and he has dinner with them. And he, he blinds their eyes. They don't know that it's Jesus. And then, you know, they're sitting at dinner and he breaks the bread and the, their eyes are open and, you know, it's the, most, it's the most incredible day of their life. But it says this, in, 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 in verse 32, it says, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while, we talk, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Guys, what was going on with them? They didn't know it was Jesus, but their spirit knew it was Jesus. Their heart burned within them, and, and, and Jesus didn't say, Hey, look, guys, holes in my hand. But they knew that Jesus was at work in their hearts. They didn't understand it, but they knew that Jesus was at work in their heart. And guys, I guarantee you, if you allow God to, to say, I want you to use me, Lord, to take people from wherever you want, from, from, from negative 500 to, to wherever, and you walk in their presence and you do whatever the Lord prompts you to do, whether it's, it's, it's just to smile at them and say, hey, Jane, how's your day? Or to begin to step across the chicken line outside of your comfort zone, even though there may be some people in the line behind you and say, Jane, God wants you to know that he loves you so much. And then allow God to do what only God can do. Guys, you know what? We're just a link in a chain, right? And, and, and somebody might have even shared Christ with Jane just yesterday. And just because we're obedient to him, and we're allowing him to, to love people through us, and we say, God loves you, Jane. In that moment, Jane may be at negative one. She already knows the truth, but she hasn't made that faith step. But when we step out, we cross the chicken line and we do what God's calling us to between our milk and someone else's bread, Jane moves from negative one to positive one. And she enters into eternity with Jesus. And, you know, we may not even know it. That's okay. We'll know it in heaven. Because Jane's going to come up and we're going to party together. Amen? So we got to allow God to influence our perspective. What does it mean to share our faith in Bernie, Texas? It means allowing God to influence our vision. Allowing God to influence our vision. 2 Corinthians 5.16 says this, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. So Jane, we'll continue to use Jane, and don't go looking for Jane, because, well, she may exist, but I don't know that at H-E-B. It's just a, you know, it's a name.
when we're buying our stuff and we look across and see Jane there, something changes when we see her as someone that God loves and Jesus died for instead of just someone that's going to get us from point A to point B. Something changes. Our eyes are opened. And we treat Jane differently. We look at things differently. Next, as far as our vision, Jesus said this in John 5, 7. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father's always at work to this very day, and I too am working. He had done something on the Sabbath, and they were all torqued off about it. But he's saying, my father's working all the time, and I should be. I should be on it, doing the father's work. In 519, Jesus said this, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. So if we realize that, and we look at Jane, and we know that, that Jane is an eternal being that God loves and Jesus died for. And we realize that God is always at work. And if we are abiding in him and walking in him and know his voice, we can look around and we can join him. We can join God in loving Jane. We can join God in bringing her from death to life. But you know what, in this whole idea, oh gosh, what if Jane already knows Jesus? Well, doggone it, you might just encourage her a little bit, right? God is always at work, and we just want to join him. So, maybe it changes what we do when we get home from work. Maybe we take a walk around our block and say, God, I know you love my neighbors, I know there's some people hurting. I'm available. I'll talk to people. I'll listen. I'll love them. I'll speak whatever you want to speak. Hmm. Just wonder what God might do. Here's a crazy thing. What if, just what if, we really didn't need anything from Walmart? And we just said, I think I'm just going to go there anyway. To walk around and say, God, what are you doing in people's lives? I have to admit, I've thought many times about grabbing some people, spending some time in prayer, and then just going out. Whether it be to Walmart or HEB or a city park or, or whatever. And I know we're supposed to be doing it all the time and all that. But I think it's okay to have like special times. What'd you call it? Treasure hunts. Treasure hunts. Hmm. In Bernie, Texas. They're out there. I know because God said it. So what does it mean to share my faith in Bernie? It means allowing God to influence our social, our social circles. Who we hang out with. What do we do in our own time? 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20 says this, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You say, I'm not a minister. Yes, you are. God said you have the ministry of reconciliation, but it gets better. Hang on. 
that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Again, hello, McFly. That's what God has to do to me, not to y'all. That was to me, sorry. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So God gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. So what's an ambassador? Ambassador is someone who leaves his, foreign, his, his homeland and goes to a foreign land in order to bring goodwill, to be a liaison, to be a conduit of one to another. And so many times us, as the ambassador, we rarely leave the embassy unless it's something we need. And I know, we're not talking about us, we're talking about the other guys. But if that's not our call, then why are we here? If there was no great commission, we'd be with Jesus right now. We have his spirit in our heart and he's not done with us yet. Once again, not an oppressive thing, not a yoke that's heavy, but a privilege to step out into a world that's not our own, to be intentional, to, to ask an unbeliever, hey, why don't you come to dinner at my house Tuesday night? When's the last time we did that? Well, we'll take a couple steps back and how many unbelievers do we know well enough that would actually accept an invitation to our house? Uh Uh-oh, hello. God desires for us to redeem our home. There is actually a, a, a spiritual gift of hospitality. That sounds so unspiritual, but doggone, look at the early church. I believe that's one of the reasons why the early church was so powerful because they practiced hospitality. They were together. So guys, our home is not our refuge. Our home is not our refuge. Jesus is our refuge. Our home is intended to be a spiritual weapon for the kingdom. God wants to influence our social circles. God wants to change what we do on a Friday night when we say, hey, what do y'all want to do? And here's the thing, a practice, a primer, something to help us along the way. And this is for us, this is for the Chester house. What if we just instead, maybe we don't start there. Maybe we do. But what if we just open our home to the body, to the family? How many times have you been here on a Sunday morning and invited someone either out after church to Dodging Duck or to your home? To bless and to encourage. So God desires to influence our social circles. So let's wrap up. Let's talk about the different ways that God desires for us to share our faith. Number one, he wants to change our perception of the playing field. We got some affluenza around. We got to bring some Jesus into that. 
It means God wants to influence our motive. It's not a heavy burden. It's a privilege and an honor. It's something we should be excited about. So allowing God to influence our perspective. We all exist on this spectrum of faith. And it doesn't matter whether it's a negative number or a positive number. We are called to put other people in an influence to move towards our heavenly daddy. It's to allow God to influence our vision. See God, see people as people that God loves and Jesus died for. To influence our vision, to open our eyes and realize that God is at work all the time. He's awesome. He's never in a bad mood. He's never tired. He never takes a nap. He is at work all the time. And he says, hey, Rob, I want you to join me. It's going to be great. You won't be sorry. You're not a chicken. You're a child of God. I'm in you. Let me out. And lastly, to influence our social circles, let's let God redeem our home, our dinner table. Let's let God do in us what we're here for anyway. And so one last thing, as I was driving in this morning, I know it surprises everybody that knows me, but the sun wasn't up yet. And I saw this light, this brilliant light in the sky. And I looked up and it was the moon. It took my breath away. And God said, Robert, the moon is just like you. It's just a rock flying through space. Okay, you can call me a rock later, but that's fine. I'm good with that. Because it gets, it gets good. He said, but when that rock allows the sun to shine on it, it brings light to the dark places. He said, when you allow me to live in you when you abide in me that rock that has nothing of eternal value to give lights up and affects everything that you do so guys I want to invite you to stay in right now And as the ministry team comes forward, I want to encourage you guys in something. There's a good chance that God wants you to step across the chicken line. I think he wants you to take a swan dive across it. To say, Daddy, I trust you. I'm going to grab your hand. And I'm going to do some of these things. Shoot, I'm going to do all these things. I can't, but you can, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to be Mary. I'm going to sit at your feet. I'm going to let you pour everything into me that I need. And you're going to tell me when it's time to get up and go. And you're going to do in me things that I never thought or imagined. And Bernie's going to be different. Hmm. Find and restore.
we're going to be finding. God knows them. God, God sees them out there. He wants to show them to us. They're, they're, they're already there. They're on his radar. He wants to help us find them. And he's going to restore them. But also, I bet there's somebody out here today that you haven't said yes to Jesus yet. You don't know that cool stuff that we've been talking about yet. And I want to invite you to come this morning. You're going to make one of these guys' day to say, I want to take that chicken step. I want to take a step of faith because I want this thing that God has. I want this abundance that he talks about. I recognize he loves me and I want to take his hand and I want to walk with him the rest of my life. So if that's you, we're going to dismiss and, 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 and I want you to come down. If you're here for the first time, we'd love to meet you over at the garage across the, the atrium. But if God's moving in your heart, I want you to do business with him before you leave, whether it's coming down here or just doing business with him where you are. So we're going to pray and we're going to be dismissed. And it's up to you to say yes or no to God. So Father, we love you. We know that you are God of the universe. You spoke the universe into existence and yet you took your hands and formed us out of the dirt and breathed life into our nostrils. What an incredible thing. You desire to use us in ways you don't need us, but you want us to feel your delight in the way you love your world. So Lord, we give that to you. We thank you. We commit to take those steps in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.